Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. It's actually the second. We'll get into that. Today is, say it with me, Friday. Woohoo! Uh, June 16th, halfway through June. Hope that you are enjoying June wherever you are, uh, that you are getting to do fun June things. If you're on the other side of the world, it's probably um, sliding into winter, but here in the Northern Hemisphere, it's summertime, summertime at last, and it's fun to see people out doing their summer things. Um, I love seeing the summer photos, the beaches and the vacations and the pools. Uh, I am uh, fortunate to live here in paradise. It's so beautiful here right now. Uh, I, I, this is take two because my internet crashed and Zemcaster bombed. So hopefully at seven minutes in, so hopefully, um, it'll, it'll keep going. I went and rebooted the, um, the thinger, the modem. So hopefully it'll stick with me, but, uh, yeah, yeah. It's just gorgeous here. Flowers are blooming. If you're on video, you can see that I am in a, um, an island mood. I'm wearing like my Hawaiian print dress and I have got my, uh, St. Thomas mug, which has the tropical dolphin on it. It says a little paradise is good for the soul, um, which it is. My uh, friend who has the house in Kauai was talking about having another writer's retreat there in August. And it's sounding like not much of anyone can go. A lot of people are, have other summer vacations going on already. Um, and I said, I just don't see how I can do it. Cause I've got such a busy August. I've got, um, Willamette writers. I'm going to be a featured author there. I'm going to be teaching and doing manuscript critiques. So mm -hmm. if you're, uh, in the, that's in the Pacific Northwest, it'll be in Portland. So if you want to, um, should be a great conference. So you should go to that. And at the end of August, I've got Bubonicon here in, in New Mexico, down in Albuquerque. And after Bubonicon, my friend Kelly Robson, who's coming for Bubonicon, is going to stay with me for a few days. So that'll be great. And then somewhere in between those two, I'm going with my family to, I think, San Diego to do a beach house for birthdays. So I'm very much looking forward to that. So tempting as it is to go to Kauai, I don't see how I could possibly fit it in. But then I was also thinking, despite the fact that I'm doing this other traveling, that it's so beautiful here in August. Um, and I want to enjoy my own uh, piece of paradise while I can. Can't I go to Kauai when it's winter here is my question. So um, it's been a good week for me here. I am, um, I'm feeling perky. Uh, I'm excited to report that my program is working. I have been successfully increasing word count. Uh, I have passed 30,000 words on Onira. Still loving it. Um, people who are in Jeffy's closet, my Patreon and discord been saying that's fun to hear me talking about it because I do. I love this story and I am just going with it. I, and I 
feel like I haven't done this in a long time where I've just gone with a story and let it be whatever it wants to be. And huh, funny how those Taoist values come back to bite you in the ass, right? Um, I should really remember that this is what I need to do on books is just go with the flow and let it be what it is. And don't try to overthink. Don't try to control. I really do think that's what Taoism is getting at with the idea of, um, you know, people get confused by it. You know, the the lack of desire, you know, um, the Tao Te Ching will say specifically, you know, that the sage is without desire. And so this doesn't mean lying on your couch and not wanting anything. Instead, it means, and, and this is part of the problem with translating from the Chinese, it's not trying to force it. You're not trying to control and do the whole thing, which is against what the success gurus say, right? You know, they're always like, you should map out your 10 year plan, you know, step by step. And, you know, that's that for me, very masculine. Sorry, guys out there. But that's a very masculine energy of I must control all the things you have to say in that voice, too. So instead, yeah, going with the flow, letting it be what it is. So um, it's been a great week productivity wise, um, Wednesday and yesterday, I got 3000 words. Yay. Um, first time I've done that since early March, uh, when I was really cranking on finishing rogue familiar. So this week is my, um, it's already my second best week of the year, except for that first week of March. And, um, the it's, I'm only halfway through the month and it's already my third best month of the year and may end up being my best month of the year so far. And I've been finishing earlier in the day and still feeling energized. I'm not feeling drained. I'm not feeling like I'm wrenching this out of myself. Uh, I still have energy to handle business, deal with sip with stuff. I don't have that completely out of bandwidth feeling, which is miraculous. I was just really getting worn out on doing that. So, so yes, um, running smoothly, not getting out of breath, no stitch in my side to extend the training metaphor. So feeling good. Um, let's, uh, you know, cross our fingers, hope that it continues. I also got some exciting news on the submission of the amethyst run. I can't talk about it yet. It's not an offer, but there's some interesting um, email from Agent Sarah yesterday um, that there's like seems to be some kind of buzz going on about it, hopefully. So buzz, buzz, buzz. Uh, wouldn't that be cool? So, um, yeah, hopefully things are coming together. Uh, it's, at any rate, I'm enjoying enjoying the feeling. Other things going on, it's been an interesting week with CIFWA releasing our statement on AI and machine language. Uh, basically, we're saying if it infringes on author's rights or creator's rights, then it goes against our mission. It goes against what we believe in. It is sticky. It is difficult. I talked on Monday about the cover designer who... Um, is saying that, yeah, they're going to use AI, but you could opt out. But if you opt in, you get a discount. Uh, Megan Sienna Deutsch, faithful listener and friend, uh, commented on the YouTube version of this podcast. So I assume it's 
fine to talk about it since that's a public comment, but that her cover designer with whom she just did an extensive series rebrand, uh, made a similar announcement. Uh, she can opt out of using AI generated art, but her cover designer will be using it. And I feel for you, Megan, it's, that is a dilemma because that's a huge investment to have done this huge series rebrand so far, which means that she would theoretically need to continue to do covers with that same designer, right? Like maybe she could find someone to come close, but uh, it's just, it's awful. And it's interesting to see how people's ethics are when it comes down to them spending money. And I'm not talking about you, Megan. Uh, I'm talking about other people. There was um, a Facebook commentary in reply to Sipwa's statement um, by someone who is, well, I won't comment, but they started out by saying that um, we didn't know what we were talking about and our VP, John Murphy, is the one who drafted it and he has a, a PhD in machine language learning. So um, I think he knows what he's talking about, actually. He literally has a degree in the subject matter as the person commenting does not. But so it was interesting to see the, um, the truly ridiculous breakdown of how wrong we are in this take. But this is a person who also, um, oof, I won't say that either. But I thought it was interesting that in the comments, somebody said, I really like Demanza's statement. Well, Demanza is the book cover designer I mentioned at the beginning of the week saying that they plan to use AI, it's less expensive, that you can opt out, but that you could also opt in and use your coupon for AI okay uh, and get 10% off. And it's like, well, you know, we all say creators should be paid for their work. Uh, and that should be a hard and fast line that artists should be paid for their work and not throw that out when somebody says, oh, but here is a cheaper way to do it. Um, that doesn't pay creators. One of the... Um, foundation principles of SIFWA's statement on it is that the AI is being trained on works from all sorts of creators, authors, artists, depending on who they are, uh, without paying them for that work. It's been scraped from a lot of places. Uh, a lot of the fan fiction, apparently in archive, archive of our own, AO3, appears to have been used for... Um, some of these so you know the it's kind of comes back to this thing of oh well if it's on the internet it must be free <laughs> which is i'm just gonna say is not true um what do you do when you can go with something that is less expensive but then does not treat creators fairly i have a very hard time understanding how um it's, I'm going to call it the minimal, minimum viable product crowd. Uh, you know, they're going to cut corners wherever they can. And apparently um, paying creators is not high on their list if they can get AI-generated art cheaper. 
you know, that's, I guess, an ethical choice we all make. But I do think it's interesting, you know, like that human beings will be all raw, raw environment until they find out that it's going to cost them money. Uh, monkeys, we care about having more bananas than anyone else, apparently. And that's the most important thing to us. Kind of sad uh, commentary on the human race. Not all monkeys. That's going to be my hashtag. Not all monkeys. Um, I talked for a long time on this podcast. I feel like I haven't come back around to it for a while for whatever reason. But um, I'm going to come back to it now, which is money is not the most important thing in the world. I firmly believe this. Um, I almost I believe it to the extent that I feel like it should go without saying. Um, money is not the most important thing. It comes out in all sorts of different ways, but people making decisions based on how much money can they make, how much money can they save, uh, can they get a lower price, can they can they undercut a fellow creator and make more money for themselves? Um, that's placing money as the most important thing, right? And frankly, it's just not. Can't take it with you, right? suppose it depends on whether or not you believe there's any life after this, if whether we are just biological machine monkeys, um, perhaps we are. And in which case, maybe you should hoard all the bananas you can and get fat on them and have a great time. Um, I don't think so. But anyway, moving on from that. Except I don't know that I have much else to say. Um, a little bit more on Amethyst Run submission. Uh, things are moving slowly. This is just for those of you out there who do traditional publishing. It's not moving at the glacial pace of mid-pandemic, but it's still slow. Um, one editor, uh, Agent Sarah, confirmed with me, with me yesterday that this editor says it's on her list to read next. Uh, and this is usually someone who in the past, and she has passed on my work twice before really fast, which I would love to work with her, I, but maybe we're not a good fit. But um, yeah, she has always like passed, read, and I believe she reads it. Maybe she only read the beginnings, hard to say, but she she's passed within the first week and now it's she's had it for over a month and is just now getting to it um it seems like this is going on with some of the others where they are the conversations are just now happening so if you are going out on sub it looks like you're going to be waiting at least a month before you get any kind of um, movement on things uh Nobody else so far has said anything about wanting the full manuscript. That one editor, I believe that is her word, unless there end up being some other offers on the table, and then we'll see if that changes her mind. Uh, for those of you just catching up, uh, one editor really loved the Amethyst run, um, said she was obsessed with the characters, but she wanted to see the full manuscript, which, reader, I do not have the full manuscript any written. 
I now officially have written more on Onera than I've written on the Amethyst run uh, for what that's worth. And I am going to finish Onera because it wants to be written. Um, and then I'll show it to Sarah and we'll see what she thinks. Um, if Sarah thinks we can't take it on submission, I suppose I'll self-publish it. I guess I will. I have an idea for what the cover should look like. So, um, yeah, I, the only reason I hesitate is that, no, it's, listen to me, listen to me. I'm like going back and forth dithering. Um, it, I, I want to say that it's not in brand, but it is, it's just, um, and it is still like an epic fantasy romance, which I am the author of. Um, it just, um, yeah, it's just ever so slightly different. So I'm not sure how I'm going to write it up. So I, I guess if I self-publish it, I will market it the same way I always do. Oh, here comes Jackson coming over the wall. Hi kitty. He's been out running around. Now he just jumped up on the wall here. You might be able to see him walk by on the wall if you're on video. <laughs> He's picking his way through. Um, yeah, let's see. Oh, oh, uh, for those of you who are Grace Draven friends, fans, I had a wonderful conversation with her last night. Uh, I had left her a message to give me a call if she was up for it. Cause I wanted to tell her this interesting semi-secret buzzy thing on Amethyst run and see what she thought. And she was very excited for me. She's like this. And, and Megan thought the same thing. They were both like, oh, this could be big. And I was like, maybe cross fingers. Um, Grace offered to sacrifice a chicken for me. She actually offered to sacrifice several chickens for me. And I called her on it and I said, I happen to know that you don't have chickens. And she said that that was immaterial and that she did have eggs. So I'm not sure what her plan is there, but maybe we don't want to know. Anyway, she's feeling so much better. Um, all the neuropathy has gone from her hands. She's just got a little bit still in her feet below the ankle. Uh, she's able to like march around her driveway and get some walking in and she's writing again. So it's really exciting. She sounded good. She really, she said the brain fog is gone and she sounded like her usual sharp self. Uh, and she's maybe going to come visit me. And she said she was having a conversation with Mr. Draven and he was saying, you know, it'd be good for you to get away. And she said, could you hold things down here if I did? And he said, yes. And you've been talking about wanting to go visit Jeffy for a long time. So you should go do that. It would still be a couple months away. She's got to get back into um, fighting condition, but then uh, she'll come visit me and maybe we can do some podcasts together from a great barber. We will do some hanging out and do some writing and touring about. She said uh, that if she came now that we would get to the grocery store and she would have to, she would have to tell me that she was going home. And I said, no, no, no. If you came here now, I would just sit your ass in the great barber and I would go to the grocery store for you and we would feed you. So doesn't that sound like a good deal? For all of you out there who talk about coming by, that's uh, that is the promise of the grape arbor. Uh, I think I'm, 
I have one other piece of news, but I think I need to check with that person to see if I could talk about it on social media. But we may have another guest um, coming at the end of July. That would be kind of fun. So um, I'm going to go get to work. I'm glad the podcast made it all the way through this time. Um, I hope you all have had a great week. I hope you all have a great weekend. And that wherever you are, you um, find a little bit of paradise. You all take care. Bye-bye.